Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right, in the NHL tonight, 2-1 Minnesota leading Vegas, 5.43 left in the second period, early second period, Dallas up 1-0 on Nashville. Rupe Hintz has his 35th of the season, starting in about half an hour, Coyotes at the Kraken. So Vegas trailing Minnesota. If Vegas were to not win that game, they would be uh, one point ahead of LA, two up on the Oilers, and all the teams would have five games remaining. Oilers and Kings tomorrow on 6.30, Chad. 7 o'clock for the face-off show game at 8.30. We'll do an hour of inside sports before transitioning to the face-off show. Top of the seventh, Royals leading the Blue Jays 9-2. And NCAA basketball championship game almost seven minutes into the first half Connecticut leading San Diego State 12-10 you can get us on the Certainty hotline 780-496-0063 Certainty the pros choice for roofing siding drywall insulation and ceiling systems Certainty pro all the way we'll talk a little more baseball in a few minutes with former Expos pitcher local guy Mike Johnson a lot of rule changes in baseball for this year the pitch clock uh, the most highly publicized. The bases are a little bigger. The shift is illegal. And uh, the games are quicker. And there are also more stolen bases. So Mike will give us his, his observations on that and tell you if he thinks uh, that they're going to last. So the Oilers practice today and then headed off to Los Angeles. Ryan McLeod, haven't seen him play for a little bit here. And uh, Jay Woodcroft was asked if McLeod's going to play on the road trip. Uh, the chance, yep. There is a chance. Um, he's coming with us. Um, again, for Ryan, it's, it's you know, he's feeling great and looking good and everything like that. It's just making sure uh, that we're taking the time while it's there, not rushing anything, and we want to make sure he's 100% healed before he's back in the lineup. Yeah, it'll be good to get him back, give the Oilers another option there up front. I, I was telling you the standings, you know the story, the Pacific Division, so tight and the, those top three teams just playing great hockey over the last month and a half or so the Oilers 9-0-1 in their last 10 Vegas and LA both 7-2-1 in their last 10 so the Oilers you know they did pass Seattle they're going to stay ahead of Seattle now Seattle's only at 90 points um, but just so hard for the Oilers to move up into one of those top two spots where if they finish they'd have home ice advantage in the first round Woodcroft was asked if there are any frustrations with not being able to pass some of the top teams in the division no i think what what you know these last couple months in the race in the pacific division i think that makes you better i think the competition makes you better it's just like um competition within a team for ice time and stuff like that when when you have multiple uh, people playing well i think it pushes you to make sure your game's where it needs to be in the end 
um, we're going to try and finish as high as we can and uh, we'll finish wherever it is we finish we think um, we'll be well prepared for a playoff series versus any team that we play against we're humble and respectful of uh, all teams in the National Hockey League and we know that when the, t the, the number of teams goes down from 32 to 16 that your level of preparation has to go up but we feel pretty prepared heading into this last couple of weeks and into the playoffs. Yeah, the Oilers, uh, the five games left, of course, tomorrow at Los Angeles, right back at it on Wednesday, visiting the Anaheim Ducks. Then kind of a funny schedule to finish it off. They they remain on the road two days off before, before playing San Jose in a matinee on Saturday. Two more days off before wrapping up the road trip next Tuesday, the 11th, against the Colorado Avalanche. And then the final game of the regular season is at home Thursday, April 13th against the San Jose Sharks. So a busy little run here, and then it uh, spaces out a little bit before they end the regular season. There aren't any games in the NHL on the weekend of the 15th and the 16th. The playoffs start April 17th. The Oilers did not have a shutout going into Thursday's game against the Kings. They now have two. Skinner did it to Los Angeles. Campbell does it to the Ducks. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has commented on back-to-back -back shutouts. Well, I mean, first of all, those those guys both played uh, so well for us. Um, uh, it was great to see them both uh, go back to back shutouts, and uh, I think it's a good sign for our whole team. Um, obviously, you need big saves at, uh, at big times, and, and they stepped up and did that. And, um, and then when we had to, we had to we shut things down and didn't give up too many uh, great chances. Well, and shutting it down will be key for the Oilers. You know the story; they they still aren't great when it comes to the goals against department in the NHL, though Nuge did say that he feels they can play uh, any style of game to get a win. Yeah, I, I think so. I think uh, um, when we have to, we can we can score. And uh, when we, we need to do uh, uh, um, play solid defense and, uh, and just shut things down, I think we can, we're confident in our ability to handle that too. So um, I think that's important too because obviously teams play different. You never know who you're going to face in the, in the playoffs. And uh, you got like you said, you got to be, be able to uh, adapt quickly. And the Oilers are in the playoffs for now the fourth consecutive season. So the misery of the decade of darkness fades further into the past. Now, remember, they made the playoffs in 2020. Bubble in August, no fans. They made the playoffs in 2021, all Canadian division, no fans. In the playoffs last year with fans, it was just an absolute, uh, just an incredible scene at Rogers Place, downtown Edmonton every night, really home and away because they had the watch parties for the away games, which they're going to have again this season. And you can go to globalnews.ca or 630chet.com. Go to the Oilers page. we got a story up there about what's happening with Oilers playoff tickets. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I mentioned it, the, the vibe in the building on Saturday to clinch the playoff spot and see Dreisaitl get the hat trick, and that's just going to ramp up going into the postseason. And uh, Dreisaitl commented on the vibe of oil country. I think just the excitement all around, you know, obviously this city is very special in the playoffs, you know, the, the, the city very, uh, very much so rallies, uh, rallies around this team. So, you know, we're looking to give them, um, uh, you know, a long run and, and you know, hopefully uh, at the end we'll, we'll, be, we'll be there with a, with a Stanley Cup. But there's, there's lots of work to be left uh, to, to be done before that. All right, a little bit there from Leon Dreisaitl. Oilers and Kings tomorrow. Game starts at 8.30. The faceoff show is at 7 here on 6.30. Shed. We'll make a visit to the mound with Mike Johnson next. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chen. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. Blue Jays down 9-3 to the Royals in the seventh. Rule changes abound in baseball this season. Former big league pitcher Edmontonian Mike Johnson checking in. Mike, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Good, Reed. How are you? I am doing very well. Always a pleasure to have you on the show, Mike. I love catching up with you. Uh, you're a great uh, resource for us for baseball, and, and uh, I know you're a proud Edmontonian and a proud Oilers fan. Given <laughs> you were there on Saturday, eh? Pretty fun night yeah. to be at the old rink. Oh yeah, boys! Boys played really well, and uh, yeah, it was great to see uh, Campbell out there and having a really good night. And hopefully, it leads into the playoffs too. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I, I guess maybe you can draw a bit of a parallel between a starting goaltender and a starting pitcher because they get a, a win or a loss along with the team on their personal record. And, uh, I mean, you've probably been through it or seen a teammate go through it as a pitcher where they just couldn't get a win or, or couldn't get some quality starts out there, and then they come through with a with a huge game like that. What I know it's just one game out of many, but what do you think a game like that will do for Campbell? Um, well... I mean, I think from like a pitcher's perspective or like an athlete's perspective is like things can go wrong. And really what you're looking for, obviously, is your team to get into playoffs, give you a chance, give you a chance to win a championship. And whatever happened before that really doesn't matter. And if if you get hot at the right time, then that's kind of the most important thing. And I think at a whole team aspect, I think that's that's what we're looking at here. And hopefully they can continue it on through the first round and, and going forward with everybody. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, you could tell how like I you could really tell how happy his teammates were for him at the end of the game, right? Like an extended congratulation line when, when he got the shutout. Yeah, it was pretty cool, especially watching uh um <clears throat> watching Stu come out there and, and give him a big hug at, at, at the end of the game it was it was pretty cool. Uh, you got to be in the building for Dreisaitl's hat trick and for his 50th with the short-handed snipe. How high did you leap out of your chair? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. I've never seen so many hats. There's probably like 300 hats thrown on the ice. It was like a huge delay, but no, it was it was good. I mean, I think the big thing with the Oilers right now is like, yeah, obviously you have Dreisaitl and you have McDavid, but the, I love the addition of Ekholm. I think he's brought a different dynamic to the defensive side of, of what the Oilers are capable of doing and and they're getting help from from everywhere like every line's every line's playing and contributing so like I said it's it's what you're looking for going into the playoffs doesn't matter how you get there but it's where you're at going in and usually those hot teams go a long ways yeah 
fun to watch for sure. At the other end of the spectrum, as we have former Major League pitcher Mike Johnson on the show tonight, the baseball season in its very early stages of the regular season, but some significant rule changes to talk about. So they went to the pitch clock, Mike, and very early returns, and I, I know we're not even a, a week in, um, but the average game time around two hours and 38 minutes, about 25 minutes faster than 2022. First of all, what do you think of the pitch clock? And do you think it's it's going to make a difference over the entire season, or, or maybe because we see this in hockey too, sometimes the games are called enforced differently. <laughs> the closer you get to the playoffs, you know what, what do you what do you think? Are you optimistic it's going to be a long term change here? Uh, I think so, and I think I, I think the players are like they dealt with it all through spring training, and obviously early on in spring training saw a bunch of violations on the hitting side and the pitching side, but. It's just going to take them a little while to kind of get accustomed to it. I think the violations are, have already gone down in the first week of the season, so it'll probably trend that way as as they go forward. But, uh, no, I mean, that's there's definitely more action and less downtime in between pitches. And, um, yeah, I mean, the speed of the game, you don't really notice it. Uh, there's, I mean, there's still some high-scoring games where um, – there's some length to the games as far as time, but for the most part, they're going they're going pretty fast, and I think it just brings more action. Same thing with with the uh, with the disengagement rule with pitchers picking off, like we saw in the first week. I think stolen bases were up forty percent uh, compared to the week before, so it just brings more more excitement, more offense, and I mean, it's nothing like seeing a, a one nothing shutout being thrown or like a pitching duel but i mean seeing balls fly and and runners on base and the pace of the game there's there's more action and less downtime i think i think it's going to be a little bit i think it's going to be pretty appealing to to the fans well and and i I was reading too that stolen bases are way up again very early on i mean we're not even at 100 total games yet i don't think but uh is is that is that because the pitchers can't pick off as much? I know the bases are slightly larger. I don't know if that's going to, well, maybe it will have a huge impact on stolen bases. Is that, do you think that's a long-term fallout of some of these changes as well, that there'll be more action on the base paths? I think for sure, because the disengagement rule is you can pick off twice or disengage the rubber twice as a pitcher, not necessarily pick off, but once you disengage twice, you can pick over a third time, but if you don't pick them off, then the runner gets gets the base. So, <clears throat> I know I've watched I've watched a ton of games so far that I've seen it. Actually, the runner diving back in after the second pickoff and looking at the first base coach saying, "Hey, that's two, and they're gone on the next pitch." And it's it's any type of player too that's taken off. And as far as the size of bases, I mean, usually like catchers are pretty good. There's bang bang plays that the play are at second base or third base or whatever whatever it is. And that extra inch and a half gets them there a little bit faster. So um, I think stolen bases, I think that's going to continue to trend, trend forward where you're going to see, you're going to see teams stealing a lot of bases and, and pitchers are going to have to get a little bit more um, creative as far as how they hold runners. Uh, All right. So flash me back to your pitching career. Um, who bothered you the first as a runner on first base? I know I'm kind of throwing one at you here, but you know, who was was there a guy where you were like, I just know he's going to go, and how am I going to hold him? You know what I mean? 
Um, oh, I'm trying to think. That was a long time ago, Reed. I, I know. I always do this to you. Yeah. And you um, were in the era where guys didn't steal as much, right? Because everybody thought they were just going to hit a home run. If they yeah, that was kind of the start. That was the start of the home run era where where everybody was everybody was just trying to leave the yard. Not a lot of people were stealing. But um, well, let me ask you this: how, how worried about the runner on first were you when you pitched, or were you just like, look, if I get the batter out, everything's fine? I would say it depended on who it was. There's like one or two guys in the lineup that you had to really kind of keep your eye on, like um, Dodgers. Uh, I think it was Butler. Butler was kind of towards the end of his career but could still like steal bases i think wilton guerrero was up there too he was hitting two hole so like those two guys i'm just kind of naming two people but guys like that you would you would have to keep an eye on um and give your catcher a chance but once you kind of got past those one two maybe three guys maybe one guy at the bottom of the lineup you knew nobody was really kind of taken off so it's it was a little bit different different game back then where the running was kind of starting to die out. I would say like kind of just before I got in the league, stolen bases were up. Yeah. Um, when you had like Tim Raines and Ricky Henderson and Vince Coleman, guys like that, where they're stealing like upwards of a hundred bags a year. So that really kind of died off around the time that, that I, that I joined the league. Okay. And, and so that just to bring it full circle, when you pitched, did you have any awareness of whether or not you were a fast or slow pitcher? You know what I mean? Like, like, did you? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 You knew, you knew like you could do different things. You could do like a low leg lift. You could do a high leg lift, but that high leg lift better be somewhere in a one, three. And basically just comes down to basic math takes, takes a runner this long to get to second base. Typically your catcher throws to second base and this fast typically so you have to get the ball to him and under that time to give him a chance to throw the runner out if you take too long and typically that time for for a starting pitcher or for a pitcher um in general was 1.3 seconds from the time you make your first move to the time the catcher got the ball 1.3 seconds if you're that and you had an average average to above average catcher then you had a pretty good chance of throwing somebody out and between pitches like would have you been fine with a pitch clock or were that or, or could you play games with a guy and take longer or you're trying to settle down or throw the batter off like you know things like that no i was a pretty fast worker where i'd kind of get the ball and i'd get my sign and i'd get and i um just get going so i think if if i was pitching in today's game like the pitch clock wouldn't even concern me that much um maybe holding runners a little bit um, and again, that's what we're kind of seeing as, as a general, general thing across the league right now, where it's, it is harder to hold a runner at first base. So you have to get a little bit creative as far as that, but as far as the actual pitch clock for me personally, I, I wouldn't have given a second thought cause I work pretty fast usually. Okay. All right, Mike, uh, always love your perspective. Uh, glad to hear you're watching a lot of baseball and, of course, uh, following the Oilers as well. Uh, what are you doing for coaching this year? I know you're always helping the next generation of athletes, too. Yeah, well, I worked, uh, moved out to Spruce Grove, so um, I'm coaching at the high school and junior high academy out here that, that runs during the wintertime and um, coaching this year at the 15U AAA level, so my son's on the team, so I'm pretty excited about that. And, 
be the head coach out there and playing teams across Alberta. So, yeah, looking forward for the summer. It's coming quick. Right on, man. Okay, Mike, I always appreciate it. Love your perspective. I hope we can talk again soon. Uh, I know you're enjoying life and enjoying all all the sports you're coaching and taking in, man. We'll do this again soon. Sounds good, Reid. Happy belated birthday. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.